Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 682 for release on Sunday, March 20th, 2022. On WaveScan today, the radio scene on the world's largest private property. More on the broadcasting scene in Eastern Europe and our Bangladesh DX report. The world's largest property in private ownership was Victoria River Downs with its almost 16,000 square miles of cattle country some 500 miles south of Darwin in the Northern Territory of Australia. In the year 1879, the South Australian government awarded the concession to two men, Englishman Charles Fisher and Australian-born Morris Lyons, who developed the land as a cattle ranch with 30,000 cattle and 500 horses. Here's Ray Robinson now with the radio scene on the world's largest private property. Thanks, Jeff. Originally, the Victoria Riverdown station covered a vast area of pastoral land about the same size as Switzerland, and twice the size of Wales in the British Isles. If Victoria Riverdowns had been a separate country, it would be listed as number 63. That is, there are only 62 politically separate countries around the world these days that are geographically larger than the original Victoria Riverdowns. In the middle of last century, Victoria Riverdowns almost became a small town in its own right. Near the station homestead, there was a small two-storey hospital, Wimera Home, that was operated by two nurses. There was also a small general store, an airstrip, and several dwellings for support staff. In 1932, a newly developed pedal radio was installed in Wimera Home by its inventor, Alf Traeger. His first pedal wireless had been installed in Augustus Downs, near Cloncurry in Queensland, just three years earlier. Initially, these radio transceivers operated only in Morse code, and this procedure required that the operator had to pedal the generator that provided electricity for the radio equipment, and also to operate the Morse key at the same time. However, in 1931, Alf Traeger had also developed an ingenious typewriter keyboard that sent out each letter in Morse code. Soon after it was taken into regular usage, nursing sister Mackenzie described the pedal wireless at Victoria River Downs as, quote, a marvel of simplicity that has proved its tremendous value, unquote. Seven years later, another nursing sister, World War I veteran Grace Francis, was managing the communication wireless station at Victoria Riverdowns. In addition to communication radio these days at Victoria Riverdowns, there's an airport radio beacon with 2 kilowatts on 377 kHz under the Morse code call sign VRD, and an ABC Radio National FM radio broadcasting station with 100 watts on 105.7 MHz. The 1927 edition of the AWA Radio Guide in Australia lists three more of these radio communication stations that operated in the Australian outback in the early days of wireless history. 
These now silent, historic and forgotten wireless stations were VJD at Wave Hill, VJJ at Camerweel and VZGO at Brunette Downs. The wireless equipment for all three stations was manufactured by AWA at their factory in suburban Sydney. For the first two stations, the radio equipment was taken by ship to Darwin and then carried by early model motor vehicle to Wavehill and Camerweel. These two stations, Wavehill and Camerweel, were set up by AWA on behalf of the PMG department in the federal government in an endeavour to encourage the widespread development of radio communications throughout the Great Outback. It was intended that small communication transmitters, each at 50 watts, would be privately operated on a multitude of pastoral properties throughout the desert and semi-desert areas for intercommunication and also for communication with the two official government stations, VJD and VJJ. The Wave Hill pastoral property was located nearly 400 miles south of Darwin in the Northern Territory. Wireless station VJD, with its 2 kilowatts, was installed in a new and separate building near the pastoral homestead at Wave Hill. It was a completely self-contained station with all of the needed equipment, and it was described by the Melbourne-based radio magazine Listener In as one of the most modern wireless stations in Australia. Station VJD was officially opened on October 12, 1925, and it was taken into regular service two days later. As an official PMG station, VJD received incoming messages from many different localities in surrounding outback areas, and they then passed official communications on to Darwin Radio, VID. In addition, the Wave Hill station relayed the broadcast of daily bulletins of news for the listening public, in the same way as was heard from the AWA network of coastal maritime stations. The settlement of Camerweel in western Queensland was just 12 miles from the border with the Northern Territory. Station VJJ served a similar purpose as was available with VJD at Wave Hill. However, in addition to its wireless communications, this station had the supplemental advantage that the isolated settlement at Camerweel was the western terminus of the wired telegraph network for the state of Queensland. However, due to economy measures because of World War II, the Wave Hill VJD station was closed in January 1941, after a lifetime of 16 useful years. The equipment was offered for sale by tender. These days, the only radio transmitter at Wave Hill is a low-power air radio territory beacon as a safety geographic guide for aircraft flying over the vast areas of the Great Outback. However, it's not stated when the Camerweel station VJJ was closed, though it's presumed to have been around the same time as the closure of VJD. The call sign VJJ was subsequently recycled just two years later, and it was applied to the new Flying Doctor base at Charleville in western Queensland in 1943. At Camerweel these days, there are two ABC FM relay stations operating on 106.1 and 107.7 MHz at 160 watts each, and also a privately operated FM relay station on 88 MHz. As we said earlier, one of the major purposes for establishing the two government PMG stations, VJD at Wave Hill and VJJ at Camerweel, was to encourage other large pastoral settlements in the outback to acquire a double set of radio equipment, transmitter and receiver. 
However, two years later, as the AWA 1927 report indicates, only one other station had been installed, and that was at Brunette Downs in the Northern Territory. Strangely, even though the Brunette Downs radio station equipment was purchased from AWA and operated privately, it was granted a very official four-letter callsign, VZGO. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. Shortwave radio has been in the news all over the world in all sorts of media since the beginning of the Ukrainian conflict. The well-known magazine The Economist has published a very interesting article about communications in a war zone and how technologies, old and new, keep Ukrainians in touch with the world. It says in communist Eastern Europe, a shortwave radio was a vital piece of equipment for anyone wanting to stay ahead of the censors. Stations such as the BBC World Service, Radio Free Europe, and Voice of America broadcast news, entertainment, and rock and roll across the Iron Curtain. Here's a report from The Economist. After the Cold War ended, shortwave radios gave way to television and the internet, and the broadcasts were wound down. But on March 3rd, in the aftermath of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the BBC announced their return. The World Service has begun nightly news broadcasts into Ukraine and parts of Russia. Radio is an early 20th century technology, but the BBC hopes it can still be useful in the Internet age because it is hard to stop. Shortwave signals bounce off the ionosphere, a layer of charged particles high in the atmosphere. The resulting skywave travels for thousands of kilometres meaning broadcasters can sit safely beyond the reach of censors, secret policemen and invading armies. And in Ukrainian cities like Mariupol, where days of shelling have left the place without electricity, battery-powered radios still work when the internet and television do not. That report was from The Economist magazine. Meantime, broadcaster Brad Friedman of KPFK Radio in Los Angeles and the Pacific Radio Network recently interviewed Kim Andrew Elliott, former Voice of America audience research officer and producer of the shortwave radiogram program. He asked Kim whether people in Eastern Europe, Ukraine, and Russia have shortwave radios at home. Well, nowadays, for sure, uh, fewer people will be listening to shortwave and fewer people have shortwave radios. Mm-hmm. Uh, they moved moved to the Internet for uh, consumption of a lot of the content, including news from abroad. Um, but when the internet is, is cut, squeezed, uh, blocked, and, and at some point, maybe even with the lines coming into the country uh, cut off, then radio will be the only way to get into the country. And then the, uh, the people in those countries will have to try to find their old Soviet-era shortwave radios, or <laughs> maybe they bought a, a, a cheap Chinese-made uh, multi-band portable or, uh, or if they're uh, uh, radio amateurs, they can use those transceivers. Mm-hmm. So there are some out there. Uh, the audience now would be smaller, but uh, that audience then they can pass the information on to the, uh, the larger audience in those countries. That was Kim Elliott speaking on the Pacifica Radio Network in the U.S.
Radio Exterior de España, the international channel of Spanish national radio, has increased its shortwave transmissions in times of war. REE says the Russian attack on the Kiev communications tower has silenced several television channels. The internet and social networks are easily controllable, and the telecommunications infrastructure that provides internet service is highly vulnerable to attack. With its commitment to public service, the shortwave broadcasts of Radio Exterior de España in Spanish and Russian can publicize the reality of the invasion, its repercussions, the testimonies, and the demonstrations of solidarity to the Ukrainian population directly. They can be easily received with affordable receivers, and you cannot control who is listening to them, unlike online radio broadcasts. Las nueve, las ocho en Canarias. Radio Nacional de España. Servicios informativos. Buenas noches. La situación humanitaria en Ucrania se deteriora rápidamente y en algunas ciudades es ya catastrófica. Lo dice César Díaz, el propio Ministerio de Defensa de Rusia. Radio Exterior de España transmite su programa en shortwave from its broadcasting center in Nobleja, Spain, to Ukraine and Russia, thus preventing any type of control or censorship. Any citizen from the war zone can access a proven, serious, truthful and honest source of information, they say. With broadcasts in English, French, Arabic, Portuguese, Sephardic, and Russian, Radio Exterior de España says it offers its listeners news of all the national and international events that arouse the interest of world public opinion regarding the Russian invasion of Ukraine and its global consequences, a work that is enriched by the live testimony of correspondents and special envoys of Radio Nacional de España to the conflict zone and its area of influence. Radio Exterior de España's shortwave programs for Ukraine and Russia are broadcast in Spanish from 1600 to midnight UTC and in Russian from 1800 to 1830 UTC. Unfortunately, the news release does not indicate which frequency or frequencies are being used for these transmissions, and they may change when the A22 season begins on March 27th. Radio Exterior de España. Vishania na ruskom yazyku. U mikrofona Svetlana Demidova. Приветствую вас из Мадрида в понедельник, 7 марта. В эти минуты в 19.00 по московскому времени в Беловежской пуще в Беларуси должен начаться третий раунд переговоров украинской и российской делегаций. Radio Exterior de España in Russian. Now to Romania. Radio Romania International says that due to the extremely difficult situation in Ukraine and on the Romanian-Ukrainian border, they are broadcasting a daily selection of news with important information for Ukrainian refugees. В ефірі Бухарест, Всесвітня служба, Радіо Румунія, передача українською мовою. Доброго вечора вам, шановні радіослухачі. Ця програма транслюється щоденно о 18.20 і 22 годинах за київським часом на коротких хвилях та в інтернеті у прямому ефірі та в режимі за запитом. 
Unfortunately, Radio Romania International also does not mention the frequency or frequencies for this Ukrainian language broadcast. Or perhaps it's only online. One external service that is only online is Polish Radio. They used to be on shortwave, but dropped it many years ago, continuing only online. As you can imagine, they are heavily covering the Ukrainian crisis. You're tuned to Radio Poland broadcasting from Warsaw. Hello, I'm Agnieszka Bielewska, welcoming you to Warsaw Review, our regular rundown of some of the top stories of the passing week in Poland. And this week, Polish lawmakers pass a bill on aid to Ukrainian war refugees. Polish radio has programs online in seven languages, including Ukrainian, Russian and Belarusian. Another online-only international broadcaster in Eastern Europe is Radio Bulgaria. They don't have programs in Ukrainian, but they do produce programs in ten languages, including Russian. Уважаемые посетители русскоязычной версии сайта Радио Болгария, вы слушаете программу Радио Болгария на русском языке. У микрофона ее ведущий Вилли Болтуджиян. Наша передача начинается выпуском новостей. В начале акценты. Премьер-министр Кирилл Петков потребовал от Европейского Союза финансовой поддержки Болгарии и соседним Украине странам, принимающим беженцев. That was Radio Bulgaria's Russian service. Slovakia shares a border with Ukraine, and Radio Slovakia International transmits in six languages, including English, Spanish, and Slovak, on shortwave from WRMI in Florida. Their newscasts have been covering the Ukraine war and refugee situation extensively. This is RSI News. Slovak and Ukrainian presidents talking on phone. And Ukrainian refugees entitled to urgent health care. President Zuzana Chaputova spoke with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky in a telephone call on Thursday. And the Czech Republic is also very involved in the Ukrainian refugee crisis. Radio Prague International produces programs in six languages, including Russian. Three of them, English, Spanish and French, are broadcast on shortwave from WRMI. Radio Prague International, the external service of Czech Radio. News. Czech leaders have condemned Russia's bombing of a maternity hospital as a war crime. The number of Ukrainian refugees in the Czech Republic is nearing 200,000, and inflation in the country has accelerated to 11.1%. I should mention that uh, WRMI's relay of the Voice of America's English-language program Flashpoint Ukraine has changed times to 1930 UTC, Monday through Friday, on 15770 kHz. It had been at 2100. The station continues to relay Radio Liberty in Russian at 0200 to 0300 UTC daily on 7780 kHz. Sheldon Harvey of the Canadian International DX Club shared the following information 
on the SWLing post online. The Canadian International DX Club, Canada's National Radio Monitoring Club, has prepared a special 10-page feature article, Focus on Ukraine, providing dozens of links to information sources on the conflict in Ukraine, including a lot of radio information. The feature is available on their webpage, cidxclub.ca slash Ukraine. That's cidxclub.ca slash Ukraine. You can also request a free sample copy of the CIDX monthly publication, Messenger. Simply send an email to sample at cidxclub.ca. That's sample at cidxclub.ca. You can become a club member for as little as $10 per year. By the way, John Figliassi tells us that the 2022 Shortwave Listeners Winterfest in Pennsylvania in the northeastern U.S. on March 4th and 5th was very successful. John is co-organizer of the event, which was a virtual online meeting again this year due to the pandemic. They had 265 people registered this year, and most of the sessions had about 150 participants. You're listening to WaveScan on Adventist World Radio. Now let's go to Salahuddin Dalar in Bangladesh. Dear listeners and radio hobbyists, welcome you to March 2022 edition of Bangladesh DX Report. You know, WaveScan, this is Salahuddin Dalar from Bratshahi, Bangladesh. Glad to be back and thanks for listening. Now the receiving log of different radio stations. March 5th, Mizima Radio via Aldhabba while talking in Burmese was heard at 1255 UTC on 17730 kHz. The ISO code was 444. Adventist World Radio Vietnamese program with music was heard at 1300 UTC on 17770 kHz. The ISO code was 322. Voice of America via Kuwait Somali News Report by OM was heard at 1300 UTC on 17820 kilohertz. The ISO code was 333. Adventist World Radio Guam. Cockbrook Talk by Mail Speaker was heard at 1340 UTC on 15 to 55 kilohertz. The ISO code was 343. ANSK World Radio Indonesian Service Music was heard at 13433 UTC on 15325 kilohertz. The ISO code was 333. Voice of Turkey Urdu Service Turkish Music was heard at 1357 Tibetan talk by OM was heard at 1355 UTC on 15745 kHz. The ISO code was 444. Voice of America Diva Radio opening ID and announcement in Pashto 
by OM was heard at 1400 UTC on 13590 kHz. The ISIO code was 343. ANSK World Radio via Idusan Persian program was heard at 1440 UTC on 13725 kHz. The ISIO code was 444. Voice of America Udon Song and discussion in Tibetan was heard at 1445 UTC on 13830 sharing his log with us if you have any comments and suggestion and send your reception report to the following email address dxbangla at the rate gmail.com the address again dxbangla dxbangla at the rate gmail.com okay i will come with more dx news in the next edition till then take care salaudin dollar ratshahi bangladesh We end Wayscan today with music by Czech composer Antonin Dvorak, his American Suite in A Major, performed by Czech pianist Ivo Kohanek, courtesy of Radio Prague International. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson. Next week on WaveScan, radio stations for the Navajo Nation in the United States and our Australian DX report. Several QSL cards are available for this program. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for WaveScan to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand. I'll give you in a moment. And also to the station your radio is tuned to, which may be KVOH or WRMI or WWCR or Voice of Hope Africa or IRRS Italy or to the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in Wavescan. They will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for AWR QSL cards is Adventist World Radio. P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok 10110, Thailand. Again, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, Bangkok 10110, Thailand. The email address for other correspondence to Wavescan, not reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org.
www.wrmi.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida in the USA. Till next week, good listening, everyone. Thank you.